Hi everyone, it's Raylan. I wanted to take this time to remind you that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. You might have noticed that quite a few, if not all of the guests on the podcast talk a bit about how they make the time to take care of themselves or how they try to balance or separate themselves from work or to recharge socially. Not just this month, but throughout the year, I'd love for you to join me in reaching out to people you haven't heard from in a while. Compliment someone during your day, even if it's an Instagram comment or I like this one. Set up your iPhone to send automatic replies to people who contact you when your do not disturb feature is on. So it's like auto replies on your email, you know, your auto office, but for about an hour, maybe during the day or on your lunch break when you're working from home, set it up so that way when people contact you, it just says that, hey, I'm taking a break and I'll contact you back in an hour. To learn how to do that, Google how to auto reply to texts on iPhone. And now to the episode. I am so happy to be introducing this week's guest, Jairus Kiyonaga. He's an entrepreneur, a freelance graphic designer since he was in high school, and he's doing all of this with a full-time job. Not to mention that he's also contributing everything he's learning through his freelance work to restructure the company's process when working with clients. Throughout the episode, you'll learn just how much Jairus emphasizes listening, learning, and applying what you learn. Good. I mean, I feel like after, you know, the year that we've all had, it's been pretty insane. But <laughs> since a lot of my work is, you know, in digital and building websites, making brands, people like us in, in that industry, it was very, you know, lucrative and busy uh, during mm-hmm. COVID, which was so insane because some people really like lost their jobs and they were furloughed and were really struggling. And then all of my friends, because they're also in digital marketing, et cetera. Um, thankfully, they got to keep their jobs and they've been really busy. So it's definitely good. Uh, we're definitely busy. <laughs> yeah, because so, I know a lot of people have been transitioning or at least working more on their digital presence because, I mean, that's more and more of how we're consuming, how we're shopping, how we're doing all the things that we need to do. So how did you get started in graphic design? What was it about advertising that you really loved? And how did it start? Oh my gosh, great question. <laughs> um, well, from when I was younger, um, I've always been pretty creative. So I remember in elementary school specifically drawing was my thing like I love to draw and watercolor and paint Um, but pretty quickly probably around sixth grade um, I found out that artists I mean the term starving artist is a real thing so (laughs) I didn't really want to be starving in my adult life so I was like all right I wonder if there's something else that has to do with creativity um, that you know I can make a living off of and it was really in like high school and especially college that I found out that advertising was a thing. Um, for some context, like don't let the nice polo shirt and slick back hair fool you. <laughs> I'm from a small town on the big island in Hilo. Um, so the jobs out there, it's basically you work for the state, like for a school, you work for the utility company, so electric, or you mm-hmm. work for like a bank or Hawaiian Airlines. Like that's mm-hmm. the jobs. That's all that really was there so I didn't even know things like marketing or advertising Mm -hmm. graphic design I didn't know those existed and I just 
yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> and I just got started because I got into a private school in sixth grade, which I'm very thankful for. And they had, you know, the newest Macs. Mm-hmm. And on every Mac was Photoshop. And being a creative, getting into a private school, not wanting to be a starving artist, I was like, oh, let's just dabble around in Photoshop. So a lot of the graphic design skills that I have, it's a lot of just self-taught, um, experimenting, watching YouTube tutorials, etc. Um, and in college is when I found out that like advertising was a thing. Um, I just thought it was fun to play around in like Photoshop, Illustrator, etc. Um, but I took a public speaking course in college and the professor said, oh, you're pretty good on stage. Have you ever considered advertising? I'm like, what's that? like commercials <laughs> on TV. I don't know how to do that. She's like, well, just come and take my class. Um, and that's really what did it for me. I was so sold on just, I mean, not just the creative side, but the strategic side and how it's so important to blend both worlds if you want to like work with clients or make real impact in the world. Um, so yeah, that was kind of my start. I absolutely love it. I was looking you up on the internet just a little while ago. because. Oh but I didn't know you were in Kamehameha school they didn't know that oh yes you would never know by how pale I am like look at I'm like glowing (laughs) compared to like you I definitely need to get a tan (laughs) this is COVID everyone this is staying inside and going outside to tan this is like office work being an adult um but yeah Yeah. then the schools was uh the private school that I got into and As you're probably well aware, they're very well funded. So the students who get in, I mean, we're all very fortunate in that, yeah, we do get like the nicest computers. We get a lot of resources and help. So I was very grateful because my family didn't have a lot of money growing up. Um, Mm -hmm. You'd never really know because my mom knew how to shop like the bargains really well, like Ross and TJ Maxx. We can just like spot the best clothes. (laughs) But yeah, we were you know, pretty humble beginnings. So very grateful for that. I love it. I absolutely love it. I know, um, cause I'm, I'm actually from Nanakuli. So the West side hey, here on <laughs> Oahu. Yeah. So a lot of my friends who are Hawaiian, a lot of them have gone to Kamehameha schools and I know that quite a few of them are doing very well. And I've always realize that everyone from Kamehameha schools is like they're like they have like a specific character about them I feel that's like it it's like it's special like they think about things differently they see things differently and they just do things differently in general so I can I mean like I can kind of make the connection now interesting yeah Uh, thank you I would I mean I'm biased I went there right um but I would agree (laughs) I mean not to like plug commandment schools in for too long but it was a great experience and I also feel the same in that when I do meet people who have come from commandment schools I think what they do a really great job at is yes there's a lot of like business acumen that you learn there and you know, there's a lot of um, AP classes and such, but they do such a good job of blending like the adulthood business skill set side with mm-hmm. the culture, like the arts and really like connecting to the land, to place. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a level of, um, I guess, gratitude or like community that's really ingrained yes. in us unknowingly, mm-hmm. which, which mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I think community and culture 
are the two things that are like extremely important. I think now, especially when incorporating into a business and especially for businesses here in Hawaii too, because I feel like that's sort of like the magic in itself of things that come out of Hawaii and things that are formed in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So thinking about that, I know, um, so you're very, a lot of the things that you create are very creative and I've seen the reels that you're coming up with now. They're very, I actually think they're very like quirky and they're like super cute. And it's like, oh, I love it. I love it. So I've always, so where do you draw your inspiration from? Like how much content are you consuming yourself while not being able, not, I guess, getting consumed into social media? Right. Good question. Um, well, I'll let you in on a little trade secret. So us designers, we're, we're pretty fortunate in that, like when we're actually designing, um, as opposed to, you know, writers or some other sort of job in the marketing sphere, uh, we're able to like, listen, like I can watch TV in the background. I have podcasts on like eight hours a day, like constantly, if I'm not like on a call or if I'm not, you know, writing something that uses another part of the brain, constantly consuming like YouTube, podcasts, et cetera. That's always about like growth or learning skill or like where the future of digital or marketing or design is going. So in that way, I feel really lucky that um, I can kind of be learning while I'm producing. Mm-hmm. Um, so where I gather my inspiration from, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people will relate, but COVID-19 was a crazy year. So 2020 was nuts. Um, And I remember getting served this ad in like April where, you know, the world was still really shut down and people were, you know, just like waiting for what to do next. Um, And it was from this guy who has like some sort of online course. Um, And that was my first sort of step into the world of like professional development, personal development, mm-hmm. podcasting, et cetera, was that guy's ad. And from there, I just like listened to his podcast, followed some of his guests that I really liked. And they're all like entrepreneurs in the digital space or they're like creative entrepreneurs. And I just learned so much about, I mean, so many things that I don't think Hawaii's business culture teaches you off the bat. Like I've I've learned so much about like automation and what a sales funnel is and how to show up on uh, social media authentically and like who is your ideal client. So thank you for that little reels um, shout out there. But all that, (laughs) believe it or not, is a part of like this program that I'm in. So I'm actively learning how to optimize certain things on Instagram, mainly because for me now, uh, I use bits. Uh, Instagram as like a business tool versus just like a photo journal Um, and everyone uses it differently like you have a lot of friends that are still taking the beach pictures and it looks great with the pretty feed and that was totally me like a year and and back like just me half naked at the beach looking cool Um, but now because I'm trying to shift my strategy a lot of the content I come out with speaks more to hopefully a potential client that would see that hey like what's a wireframe oh i need a website cool like oh you did that graphic design i love that so now i'm trying to be more intentional with it so that was a really long-winded answer (laughs) but to sum it all up basically the digital entrepreneur space gives me a lot of inspiration i mean you probably relate in that 
being in Hawaii, we're the most isolated landmass in the world, 2,000 miles away from everything else. And we really are behind in a lot of things um, just because of our, like how far we are from other big cities. So to me, tapping into that community of like digital entrepreneurs, podcast hosts, you just learn so much because I don't really get those kinds of learnings here. Yes, because I think that's that's a lot of the things that I've been kind of getting to, especially like in Clubhouse. A lot oh. of the times the things that I see are they're mostly conversations around like how to build your business or how to you know, how to be more engaging on social media and how to, you know, solve problems X, Y, and Z. So this is good because it really leads to my next question. I think you had mentioned in a clubhouse room that you've been doing some courses. And I think you mentioned you were also doing a program. Um, so what are the programs that you've been doing that has been helping you entrepreneur-wise, creative-wise, um, mental health-wise, what have you been doing or what are the programs that you've been in? Sure. Um, well, specifically for social media. Um, God, I just love this girl. She's incredible. Uh, so her name is Jasmine Starr. She's like a business strategist and like social media. She she founded this website uh, or community called Social Curator. So it's a monthly social media membership that gives you like resources and tools on how to show up on social um, but it's so much more than that. I mean, it's a lot of like mindset. There's like weekly calls to get people to take action on things. So that community is super tight, very engaged, very active. Um, so that's really what I've been leaning on a lot in terms of like social media content creation. Uh, so that's been wonderful. Jasmine Starr, social curator. She also has a podcast. Amazing. I was just listening to it before I jumped on this one. So <laughs> very cool. Um, another podcast that has really helped me and whose program I will be taking is, um, I mentioned last April, I got served an ad uh, for like this course thing that I ultimately didn't buy last year, but I'm going to buy when enrollment opens in June. Um, so it's James Wedmore's uh, business by design they only open once a year and man the results that his students get um well backing up a bit essentially business by design is a an online course that teaches you how to like run and operate an online digital course or membership or something because that might be something i want to do one day um we'll kind of see what that turns into but sort of like what jasmine stars course is about it's a lot of mindset it's a lot of unlearning and relearning things uh, to get you to where you need to be as an entrepreneur. And it helps, I know it helps a lot with like goal setting and the community is really strong there too. So those two professional development courses have really been great. And then James also has a podcast. So if it's not James's podcast, it's Jasmine's podcast. I'm <laughs> listening to great free resources, free content. I mean, that's where I even heard about what automation was. And I was like, what's the sales funnel? And mm -hmm. it's great. It teaches you really how to run your business from the inside out. They talk about how to hire team members, how to like what HR looks like on the back end, like how they're growing their business. It's wonderful. I highly recommend it to anyone who's looking to, you know, grow 
for a side hustle or maybe leave a job and do something else, a great, great resource. Hmm, let's see what else? Because that's more of the professional resources. You know, the beauty of those courses, though, is, yeah, it's a lot of, like, business, but it's a lot of mindset. So it, it is, like, kind of, like, therapy. Like, yes. some episodes are really tactical in that, like, oh, this is the specific tool I use. This is how to use it. But some other episodes are just the that little boost that you need. Sorry about that. That little boost that you need to, like, get your day started or, like, get your mind right if you're in a funk. Um, so it's kind of both, like, professional and personal development. Yeah. I've been leaning a lot on that. The Headspace app is great for meditation. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's important. Got to get the mind right. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and from the podcast, I learned about what a morning routine was. I mean, in school, it's so funny. In school, you have like a schedule, right? And yeah. you do things like journaling and like having a morning routine. Mm -hmm. But all that went out the window for me when I was an adult. When I was 18, I was just like, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> so now I'm like coming back to it and I'm like, oh yeah, having a morning routine is important. I should drink more water. I should meditate. Yes. <laughs> I should breathe. I should stand up from sitting. Yeah. Eight hours. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I love that you brought up those two points, but I, I want to get your thoughts on, um, because you're taking all of these like programs and these courses, and I know that there are a lot of people, I guess it all depends on what your kind of your end goal is uh, yes. professionally, but what are your thoughts on going back to school, getting, you know, maybe like your MBA or something or your master's um, versus taking the time and the money that you're putting into, you know, going to school and to go into putting it into these programs? Oh my gosh. Okay. That's a juicy question. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm like, I myself, I'm just like, shit. Like for me, like if I want to, cause I think about it in like a more corporate scale, right? Like if, yeah. if I want to earn X amount of money, like maybe I should, you know, go back to school, get my master's or like, maybe I should just learn myself through like these programs online on how to do things now to like help the business that I'm in kind of grow that, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh boy. Well, uh, for anyone who will be listening in the future, of course, <laughs> I can from like my experience um, and mine, I mean, it's definitely not the popular opinion because I'm very entrepreneurial. So for me, and especially in the industry I'm in, it really wouldn't make sense to go back to school to get a master's or a doctorate in like communications. Um, I feel like when you're in comms, if you're, it really boils down to like human connection. Mm -hmm. If you're really good at listening, hearing, like truly hearing what like a client or a friend or, or a human needs, just let, let them talk, like listen first. And then you kind of just reflect back to them what you're hearing. Like, it's essentially like we're social workers sometimes. Like, yeah. I think if you can really listen first and then give strategic advice from your experience, but make sure that the client or the other person is heard, I mean, that's that's like the biggest foundational skill that will get you really far. Granted, I've only had like three agency jobs. The agency job I'm at is amazing because they allow space for me to 
operate this way because it's very much in line with who I am anyway. Um, so they're wonderful at that. Not every agency is the same, especially if it's like a big corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, but for our agency, um, and especially where I want to go in the future, which might be a little more entrepreneurial, yeah, I don't really believe in going back to school in t- just if you want to get like a piece of paper that says you have a doctorate and then trying to get a job afterwards. Like specifically, since I'm in that social media program and pretty soon that like digital course program. Um, yeah, those are two very entrepreneurial things. Um, and I mean, just in my day job as well, because I have a full-time agency job, which I, I love. It's amazing. Um, but I've always been entrepreneurial. Like I've had my side clients since I was like 19. Like I've been a freelancer and had side jobs. And now like my side hustle has grown, which is great. Um, yeah, I've always considered myself to be very entrepreneurial. My agency knows this. In fact, which is what I really love about them, they encourage it. Like my boss encourages everyone who works under him to freelance which is very different from a lot of like Hawaii agencies that I'm used to or like other friends who work at other agencies. It's very like non-competes. How dare you take on clients when you work for us? You should bring all your clients under us, which yeah, that may have worked in like, I don't know, the 80s. But I love the progressive mindset that my boss and company has because when you freelance on your own, like as a freelancer, which I'm sure if you dabbled in freelance, you know, like you are the agency, right? You're the creative, you're the account person, you're the project manager, you're the accountant. So having all those roles means you will mess up a lot. But that that is when you grow, when you mess up. So that's why my boss encourages all of us to freelance because he wants us to make those mistakes when we're young because you can learn and you can bring it back to the agency. So it's like a win-win. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of clients that I couldn't take on personally on the freelance side of things that I bring under the agency. But Mm -hmm. had I not been allowed to freelance or if it was not encouraged, I wouldn't have brought in, you know, like five figure clients to them either. So it's totally a win-win, which is awesome. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Okay, first to the freelance so you started freelancing when you were 18, Nine. like straight or straight out of high school, almost. Yeah, um, I think I got my first freelance client in like sophomore year of college. So yeah, it was pretty young. And of course, I wasn't good. Like, my God, I don't think I will ever show that <laughs> in public. Like, it wasn't good at all. <laughs> but I did it. And I think it was for like a couple hundred bucks. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it was learning, right? It's just starting somewhere, being really junk at it, uh, but then growing, learning, growing with every step. So yeah, freelance since 19. Yeah. And I I know earlier you mentioned like once you turned 18, you kind of like had to learn the hard way on what a morning routine is. So I definitely know that freelance, especially learning like all of the routines that you do in, in school, that disciplining yourself has is really difficult because then you had like before then I like didn't know how important it was to like have a space for yourself and have the right workflow and learning how to be efficient so how did you learn throughout your time freelancing to discipline yourself and to just be more efficient and 
get stuff done in with quality. Got it. Okay. Well, disclaimer. I I still don't feel like I'm the the pinnacle of organization. <laughs> like at all. <laughs> we're all learning. <laughs> yeah, we're all learning and growing, right? Um, and to be totally honest, I mean, I think I've really improved in the last year because of COVID and because of like the the podcast and and content I was consuming. Because prior to that, it was kind of just like taking stabs in the dark. You know what I mean? Like in college and especially my younger like agency years, because you were working like 80. I mean, in college, you're probably working 80 hours a week on like homework and then classes and then your side jobs. You're just It's crazy, right? It's a chaotic time. So taking on freelance clients back then was messy for sure. And then I got my first agency job and I was working probably 60 to 80 hour weeks every week, which was very rough, um, but then still managed to squeeze in some freelance clients there. Uh, And kind of the same, like it wasn't really quality. I was just operating from such a scarcity, procrastinating mentality, which is it really showed in my work. And you can see that I wasn't very good back then. Um, And then I moved to another agency that allowed me more time to kind of grow into that position. And now, especially with where I'm at now, um, the agency I'm at is called Library Creative. We're owned by uh, the IO Group or IO Foundation. Um, So we're one of like many companies under the umbrella. Um, Yeah, working at Library Creative has been great because there's a lot more work-life balance. So I feel like in the times that I now have off because I'm not working like 60 to 80 hour weeks I can really take on projects that you know I'm passionate about or that the client and I we have a good connection um so that's already very helpful just having more time to do the work um but also my gosh yeah I really resonate with what you said about like in school you have the schedule and then Mm -hmm you forget how important it is to like set time for yourself and to exercise, et cetera. So, I mean, I'm just going to take it back to COVID because really COVID for me has been such a blessing in that, you know, the whole world stops and believe it or not, I'm an introvert. (laughs) Not everyone (laughs) leaves that off the bat, Um, but I need like my alone time to recharge. So personally, I feel like I was really thriving in COVID because I didn't have to see people never had to accidentally bump into colleagues on the street and like get coerced into like drinking that night or something I could just be in my little cave and like produce so that was like blank slate for me personally and then I was actually in in my hometown uh, of Hilo from March to July because me and my ex at the time we planned a trip there and then the whole world shut down so I ended up staying for like three and a half months and then I came back and then once I got back here like actually all the um, furniture that you see, a lot of this is new. I know for your listeners, because it's audio, you won't be able to see it, but I had to dedicate space, like to be able to function at such a high level when I came back in, yeah, that was July, 2020, I believe. Um, Like my room was a mess and I didn't have dedicated spaces in my apartment for like work, for working out, for kitchen. It was just kind of a mess. But I realized how important that was if I wanted to get stuff done without, you know, leaving the house too often. So, mm-hmm. like, where I'm sitting right now used to be, I think, like, a really messy bookshelf. But I had to clear all that out. I needed a dedicated workspace. 
in my living area it's like much more open now so i can like work out there if i need to um and there's like a dedicated dining table now so it's a lot of like restructuring my actual space mm -hmm. so it's conducive for productivity uh which is great um yeah but it was a lot of trial and error girl <laughs> 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 I know. I I've learned the importance of having the right space for you to be efficient. Because I'm all about like having an efficient process, making things work that gets it done, you know, the easiest way, quickest way possible. And I do just want to point out for everyone listening, if they're ever interested in all of the in the beautiful aesthetic that I think that is your home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to just check you out on on instagram and it's gyroscope right j-i-r-j-i-j-a-i-r-u-s yeah so yeah that's right i think everything that is that's in your home is just so beautiful i'm just like oh, how do you, you know i feel like designers have a specific eye that i just like i'm just not on that wavelength you know, I just like, I just know when things look nice and pretty, you know, and, and neat, but it's just like the colors and like the the wood patterns and the tones. It's a different, <laughs> it's, a, it's a different set. Kind okay. of, yeah. I guess we're very <laughs> in that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so going back to like the agency, we're having a full-time job while also freelancing. Um, you mentioned earlier that a lot of the things that you're learning in um, your freelance work, you're applying to your full-time job. And I love that the company that you work for is allowing you to, allowing you to have that space to be able to do this freelance and your full-time. So what are like some of the things that I guess what are the things that you've learned from freelance that you were able to put toward the company and how do you okay maybe this question first but like how do you kind of how do you like mentally prepare yourself to be able to be like hey like I have this idea and like be able to present this idea without the feeling of like you know imposter syndrome or feeling like it's not the right I guess direction for the company or something so yeah yeah that makes sense okay <laughs> also oh my gosh imposter syndrome can be like a whole other topic in itself <laughs> yes crazy um but yeah when it comes to my learnings and how I was able to pitch it and apply it to the company um <clears throat> well I'm pretty lucky just to set context for the listeners you know, I don't work at a huge agency. Like, yes, we're owned by a huge corporation and a lot of our parent companies are way more well-known um, than we are. <clears throat> we're really like new still. I think this is our third going on fourth year and we're a boutique agency. There's only like four of us. There's only been four of us since the beginning. We do have plans in the next year or so to scale, which is exciting, um, but it's a very small and nimble team. So I was also lucky in that um my boss who is like the president of the company he was my friend first and we actually met at my last agency that I worked at so I did some like freelance work with them 
And he was like contracted out to do website design. So we worked on a couple projects there. Uh, we went to like lunch and dinner a couple times and we were able to communicate really well and effectively and we worked really well together. So while I was freelancing full time, um, he got this opportunity to essentially start Library Creative, the boutique agency that I'm at, and he brought me on board. So I was very grateful because I already knew the guy, his name is Chase, he's awesome. Um, I already knew him, we worked well together, um, and knowing that we were a small team and that we were essentially friends first, it made it a lot easier to pitch ideas that may have otherwise seemed crazy to you know a traditional Boston employee relationship. Um, and also, I mean, just giving credit to Chase as well, like he's very progressive. Like, I think three years ago, he was all about like automation and like learning and stuff too. Um, since then, he's kind of shifted in that like he needs to be really the face with like some of our internal teams and like he meets with a lot of like upper execs teams. So I don't know if he does as much active research in like the things that I'm doing because he has to like run the company. But yeah, he's he's very aware of it. He's very progressive in that he supports it, but he is really looking for the team under him to research, recommend and execute like on what we think would be best. So he has a lot of trust in us, which has been amazing. Um, I'm so, so grateful for that. Um, but yeah, kind of giving, going back to your question about like what have I sort of pitched and what's worked. Um, so we're actually, as a company, coming up on the fourth of four planning sessions that uh, me and another one of our project managers, Courtney, um, have kind of been spearheading. And that is all based on like the learnings that I learned in the last year. Because, I mean, as a boutique company, <clears throat> and as I'm sure you know, Hawaii business culture operates like this as a whole. You usually wear a lot of hats. Um, especially in marketing, it's not like, oh, I'm just digital marketing, like your digital marketing, sometimes your PR, sometimes you're the graphic designer, like that's very normal here, um, as opposed to like the mainland <laughs> to wear multiple hats, um, which, you know, can be a blessing and a curse for sure. Uh, but we're a small and nimble team. So we, that's how we all sort of operate. Um, and yeah, just having learned what I learned over the last year, I just didn't know that world existed. Like I didn't know that I could hire a virtual assistant that's like not under HR. What? Like <laughs> what's an automation? Like you mean emails can go out that we can pre-schedule and like people can follow like some sort of drip and we don't have to manually send out things? Crazy. So anyway, bring it back. Um, the four planning sessions that we had was basically to break apart our process and like put us back together. Because um, like a lot of new companies in Hawaii, um, well, actually, we're a little different in that because we're owned by a corporate entity. There's a lot of referral work that came in as soon as we were yeah. birthed as a company. Like we were very fortunate. And that way, there's a lot of connections that have been seeded and grown over decades that they can just pass to us. So we we definitely recognize that. But at the same time, we didn't want to just purely rely on referral client work anymore. Like what if that dries up? Then what happens to our business? So some of the things that we talked about in our planning session was really going back to the basics. I mean, 
I remember Chase and I, before we officially started, well, he officially started Library Creative. <clears throat> we were in a super small coffee shop, Kisatan, if you remember where that is. That yes. was. Yes. Yes. it. <laughs> um, I remember us being in that coffee shop and we just went over like okay this new company like what do we want to call it what do we want to stand for like what kind of clients do we want to bring in and we wrote this down on a sheet of paper like three or four years ago and we really never touched it because you know client work comes first you always got to put out fires etc but after the year of learnings that I have, I was like, wait, like, we're just kind of spinning our wheels here. Like, yes, we're profitable. We're bringing clients. Clients are great. But like, where are we going? guys? Like, like, what are we doing? Like, who are we trying to serve in the world? Do we even know these answers? Like, we need to like stop and we need to make time for this. Mm-hmm. So that was the first planning session was like, what's our mission? What's our vision? Who are we trying to serve? And like, what are we trying to pitch that we do? And like, after we have these answers, like, this is our primary. Everyone else that comes along is, like, I don't want to say secondary. That sounds bad. But they're not, like, our ideal scenario. And if we really want to be known for something as, like, specialists or the experts, we need to dial it down. So, yeah, that was planning session one, figuring out the foundation and the base. Um, oh, gosh, what did we talk about in planning session two? Oh, so this is good. And for any listeners that are entrepreneurs, um, if you don't already do this, highly recommend uh, because it's what I've been hearing over the last year. And I'm like, yeah, why don't we do that? Uh, So planning session two was about productizing our services. Have you ever heard of that before? Yeah. So that's, (laughs) yeah. So that is, um, again, I think someone served me an ad and I'm like, oh my gosh, I never thought of it that way. (laughs) So for a lot of marketing agencies, right, we're service-based. Like we're not product based. You can't just pick us up off a shelf and like buy something and like get exactly what you know you're getting because we're services. Like we can technically do a bunch of things and like pitch you on whatever and we can do custom proposals and tweak things for you. And yes, that is fine. And a lot of people run their agency that way. That is something that we're trying to actively change in like what we do. Uh, because you know that's what we see as normal here it's just like customizing proposals for the client kind of doing whatever they need but it's really stretching you thin because you're not able to go really deep in one area of expertise Um, and when you say yes to too many things like you just don't have the resources you don't have the bandwidth you don't see the fires before they come Uh so planning session two was around all right like our core offering what is it going to be and what are the three different tiers that we can tell clients about and they can we can just explain it so well that they're like yes i want that package so we treat our services as products so that was planning session two super important i'm so stoked that we talked about that yes Uh, and then planning session three and four um it was our work session mainly uh because me and uh, the other pm courtney again based off of the podcast that I've been listening to, we came up with like a really solid onboarding. I, I guess I should say client process that now has like onboarding, production, and offboarding. That again, I didn't even know was a thing. Like coming from previous agencies, like offboarding, what do you mean offboarding? Like I never experienced that before. <laughs> but when you, you know, buy products from the mainland, 
or services or like buy into people's courses, they have actual offboarding. <clears throat> and for listeners who are not familiar, offboarding is where you get like the data from what you've done, you get the testimonials, you get the client surveys. So you can take that data <clears throat> and like improve what you guys are doing. And of course, get the testimonials to like remarket yourself to other yes. hopefully ideal clients. I've never experienced that before in like any of my agencies. It's just like proposal, give us the money, we'll do the production, see ya. Yeah. But it's so inefficient in terms of like, I guess, getting new business because you always have to hustle. Like you always mm -hmm. have to be hustling to get new business versus like if you collect the offboarding or you have an offboarding system and you collect that data, it's a lot easier to sell, you know, a future client because you have it. So we came up with a process that now includes like a very solid offboarding strategy. Even our onboarding strategy has a lot more like automations or follow-ups. So we don't have to manually do it and forget. Um, on top of putting a couple like, you know, fun things in there, like sending clients thank you gift boxes that are branded is something that we're excited to implement. Um, after they launch a project, like sending them you know, like maybe a little bottle of champagne or like, again, a branded something. So it's just like a nice gift. Um, yeah, that's been a huge catalyst for our planning sessions was like the process that we created, the new process. Mm -hmm. That's been so, like very eye-opening. <laughs> so being part of like everything that you've learned essentially throughout the past few years have been all applied to help put together this like a new process or this shell of a process for yeah. you all to essentially run how you connect with clients, how you do your business. That's fantastic. And when you were talking about the whole, like um, kind of putting together, talking about putting together a proposal and implementing that and kind of really learning about the client and being able to pick and choose, like to create these packages for them. I think about it now because you're like, you're right there. For example, our company, we put together these, um, these proposals that do, you know, X, Y, and Z, but then we're all working with the same people, like the same, like web designers, the same photographers, the same, um, the same people. And it's like, they, they themselves have this one way of doing things, but it's not necessarily the one, not necessarily the people that would be the right, I guess, like be able to provide the right type of product for that company's brand. Right. So it's like, I see it as you guys are really creating this personalized, well-known, just research driven product or service to these clients. That's fantastic. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's all very new. Um, so we'll see how it goes. We're planning on yeah. testing it soon because the workflow isn't quite done um in terms of like all the automated emails and the scripts and the we're supposed to redo our website but come like you know late june everything should be in place and we're planning on testing this with some clients um of course getting their honest feedback and hopefully like my dream <clears throat> which is really why i love being a part of an agency because a lot of people ask me like why don't you just go on your own blah 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 yeah. like you've been doing this for years which I mean, don't get me wrong, that could be the plan one day. I mean, as an introvert thriving in quarantine, like 
the work <laughs> itself is great. Like I probably could, but I love being a part of a team. Like I love having a small team to just bounce ideas off of and like have that synergy. It's so different versus just being by yourself in a room, even though like it's fine, but it's just the magic that you miss when you're with other like humans and you're like yes. on that other same humans. wavelength. So that's yes. why I love it at where I'm at. <clears throat> um, I, wait, I kind of forgot the question. <laughs> like where I was going with this. <laughs> I got so stoked talking about my team. Sorry. <laughs> It's okay. I was just complimenting the whole the whole process that you all oh, yeah. have going on. So I was just, it's it sounds very efficient, and I, I'm actually very excited because I feel like it's more, it's, I think it's really emphasizing the kind of relationship that you can have with a client. Because yeah. going into my next question too, a lot of the, I feel a lot of the clients that we get are also, you know, referrals and they already have a pre-existing relationship with either one of us on the team. Yeah. And it's like, you don't really get to know, like, you don't, everyone doesn't really get to know the client. It's just, you know, this is what we have. This is the, their problem. This is how we're going to solve it. This is how you're going to help us. So yeah. in terms of getting clients, how, how are you yourself kind of reaching out for freelance work? Sure. Before I answer that, because I totally remembered what I wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so my dream, like, which is why I wanted to be a part of a team um, and an agency still is I would love if like this new framework works out for us and we're able to like scale and grow and like really treat clients as I feel like they should be treated, um, especially locally. I would love for this framework to be like like a blueprint for other like smaller struggling agencies or even larger agencies. Yeah. You know, the Hawaii culture, it is very referral based and a lot of things, even in big business where there's like thousands of dollars at stake, it's very casual. It's like a handshake kind of deal, but like nothing's really set in stone, which yeah, pros and cons to that too. Like pros, it feels good when that happens, but cons is always like missed expectations. Someone's disappointed, someone, because it's not in writing. Mm -hmm. So if this all works out, like the dream of ours as an agency too would be really to have some sort of like course of our own or framework and we can just teach this to other people because yes. you don't have to struggle. Like you don't have to make super customized proposals for no money. You don't have mm -hmm. to have like a client then the relationship where like the client is always telling you like more and more and more and there's like scope creep like it doesn't have to be that way so anyway i'll get off my soapbox that's the dream with that front <laughs> but um i guess how i your question was like how i get clients or yeah mm -hmm. you know it's a little bit of a mix so because i've been freelancing since like 19 which is essentially eight nine years now. Um, I do have some sort of uh, rep in the community. Uh, a lot of people know that I'm a graphic designer. So like if they have a friend that needs help, I do get a lot of referrals, <clears throat> which is great. Um, but a lot has been coming from Instagram. Like any of your listeners, if you hear this and you're not <laughs> on like the media train, like, oh my gosh, like you should really consider it because one, it's free. Like, hello, any social yes. media platform is free and you don't have to stress yourself out with like oh my god clubhouse and now it's tiktok and like my linkedin like you can just do one 
just choose one that you really are dedicated to. And if you have some other like other platforms that maybe your dream customer is not on, but you want to put content on cool, just like reformat or redo what you did for Instagram to fit those platforms, but just have one solid one. It can be any platform and just show up, just like show up pretty consistently. And you would be amazed at like what happens. Like just taking that social media course that I told you about and really shifting my mindset from like, oh, I want to use Instagram as a business tool, not like a photo journal of my life. I swear to God, like probably one out of two or three times that I post about like my work or like behind the scenes stuff of me strategizing or something, someone from years ago who I barely talked to would be like, hey, I saw you did this thing. Like I have a friend, da, da, da. do you think you could help them? I'm like, sure, that's awesome. <laughs> and had I never posted about, you know, not just me at the beach, but the, like what I can do and my skill set. I would have never got that message. So a lot of it has been like organic uh, Instagram sort of reach and referral based. My plan after I take that additional course in summer is maybe paid advertising, having a more like strategic plan in terms of like, you know, running the ads and the funnel, et cetera, which is all what that course teaches. But for now, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty light. It's just like referrals and Instagram. As an introvert, how often do you have to recharge to talk oh, to boy. humans? <laughs> <laughs> oh, great question. <laughs> um, man, I've been thinking a lot about this question lately because at the time of this recording, you know, we're what, a month or so, maybe two months into like the vaccination for COVID-19. Yes. As of relatively recently, basically anyone can start to get vaccinated. So the world is different. Like two months ago, very different to what it was now, to what it is now. I mean, you go outside and there's traffic on the roads again, Waikiki is swamped. I mean, every restaurant I go to is like fully booked. So it feels like we are pre-pandemic in some ways. And to be honest, as an introvert, I don't love that. <laughs> like, because even for my friends or colleagues or coworkers, which is totally fine. Of course, I love them. Um, but now it's a lot more normal to ask for like hey let's go out to this restaurant like hey let's have this meeting at this cute place like let's get together in person which is cool i mean (laughs) (laughs) i definitely like that to an extent but man a part of me does miss like the quarantine quarantine part of COVID 19 because for me it was like yeah it was constant recharging you know and i live alone which is like even better for like me an introvert so I was always like at 100% because I was just with myself all day um, and it was great. Um, but I guess what I do to recharge, I mean, nature is really important for me personally. I mean, living in Hawaii, I feel like cost of living is so high. So what makes it worth it is you got to enjoy it. You got to be hiking. You got to be at the beaches. You got to be seeing like the beautiful mother nature of it all. Mm-hmm. So that's very restorative to me. Um, So there's like that adventurous half of me that helps recharge me. Um, Also, as an introvert, a major homebody, like I actually took yesterday off, which was amazing, like a mid, a midday recharge. And all I did was I cleaned my apartment for a couple hours. So my space was beautiful. Um, 
I'm actually doing therapy right now. Hey, hey. <clears throat> yes. That's actually my thing after this. Uh, and that's been great. So the, my therapist, he gives me like journal prompts. So I was just journaling for maybe an hour yesterday. Very oh restorative. Gosh, um, meditation really helps if you're feeling frantic and crazy. Um, I'd like to say wrapping myself up in a good book. But it's more audiobooks. I don't yeah. actually read. <laughs> read. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So like listening to books is great. Uh, so yeah, it's basically like outdoor adventures or just inside adventures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> just chill indoor activities. That's very intentionally restorative. Like to me, watching Netflix for three hours, not restorative. That's an escape very different yes like, so different to recharge like i need to be i don't know learning or like outputting like in my journal or like listening to something insightful that makes me think like that restores me i like it i like it inputting versus outputting and escape versus intake mm -hmm. yeah i do <laughs> have one qu last question though so mm -hmm. what made you start to begin therapy oh that's a good question so um and how long did it take you to find the right therapist oh my gosh very good question all right so i'm gonna get a little more like woo, -woo here i know it was a lot of like business talk and like strategy and stuff um <clears throat> but i'd like to think i'm pretty balanced in that yes work and professional life are important but I do believe in like, you know, to me, it's God, to other people, it can be the universe, Allah, whatever you believe in. I do really think that like the universe, whatever you believe in, is always working for you and not against you or not to you. Like if you really pay attention, some things just aren't coincidence. So for me, going into this year, because every New Year's, um, I don't really have resolutions. What I like to do instead is I like to, to pick a word. And for anyone who believes in like manifestation or like, you know, the energy yes. and stuff like that. Yes. To me, it's been incredible. Um, I've done this for the past three years and every word that I've ever chosen for the past three years subconsciously like manifests itself in my life. It's that whole year. So <clears throat> just for a little context, I guess. The first year I did this, my word was stability because at that point I was freelancing full time, but like, you know, money wasn't consistent. I was in a relationship that was really hot and cold and like rocky, not healthy. So I wasn't stable. I was really just trying to survive. Um, so that was the word I chose for the incoming year. And what happened that year, uh, Chase brought me on full time, um, ended that relationship <clears throat> with that guy, thankfully, but learned so much from it. So still grateful, uh, but in a lot of ways, we were able to get stable there. The next year, my word was focus. So now that, you know, I feel more stable, like money's coming in, <clears throat> not in an unhealthy relationship, I'm just with myself, but like, let's really hone in on my skill set, what I'm trying to do, where I'm trying to go. And then that year, the same thing. I feel like that's, well, that, that was last year so of course 2020 for me like i got more work both in agency and freelance uh we were yeah we we're able to 
do a lot of client work. So I, I feel like I focused in that I got better at what I did. <clears throat> you know, on top of like making my space cute and being more productive. So very focused year. So this year's word is audacity. Because I felt like the last two years, those were very safe words, like stable, focused. It's kind of like yeah. the inbox. Where this year, I'm like, great, I have enough money saved up where I could invest in my business. I just want to be or have the audacity to dream bigger this year. So I'm spending the money that I got last year to invest in these courses to get better um, professionally. And I told myself that second half of the year, I wanted to start therapy to invest in like myself personally. Um, obviously, it didn't happen that way because, <laughs> believe it or not, I found my therapist on Instagram. <laughs> so he's not even from here. He's from Australia. <laughs> and I found him through some other girl that I follow on Instagram. And I saw him and her talking. And I really liked his vibe. Got on a quick strategy call with him or quick whatever that call was called. Um, yeah, and I was just sold. He basically found a link between a thought that I never thought was the same. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, take all my money. How did you know that? Like, I did not see this coming. So I booked it immediately. I've been in therapy since, what is it? I think early April. It's been like three weeks. Mm -hmm. And my gosh, so transformative. It's amazing what just journaling for like 10 minutes a day does. And if you really have a therapist that can spot patterns, because I feel like I'm pretty emotionally intelligent, like I'm pretty aware of things. But when it comes to this, I mean, for any human, you just don't know what you don't know. Like you don't see the patterns. Yeah. So you need someone, someone else who's like trained in this to like call that out. So yeah, that's been incredible. Instagram guys, it's worth that. <laughs> I, I was gonna say that just comes full circle, mm. like for you also. That's <laughs> wild. Oh my gosh. Okay. What time is it even in Australia right now? Is it like three o'clock tomorrow? They are a day ahead, but they're backwards in time. I think it's like six hours prior, give or take. So every oh, okay. time we of like FaceTimes or Zooms with me. I think it's his breakfast time. He's like usually eating breakfast or coming off of a run or something. So yeah, it's early. It's <clears throat> just starting his day. Okay. Oh, awesome. I'm really glad you are loving therapy. My life has definitely changed ever since I started going to therapy and Ooh. just talking to someone, it talking to an unbiased person yes. and just kind of working things through that isn't just yourself you know yeah <clears throat> oh my gosh as a last plug to therapy <laughs> <laughs> i just want to put it out there that everyone has trauma okay any listeners listening to this if you haven't done therapy <clears throat> you shouldn't feel nervous about the stigma literally everyone has trauma to varying degrees on the spectrum and trauma doesn't even mean like you were beat as a child or like, you know, other things that you would consider like trauma. Trauma could be like your mom when you're seven years old, picking you up after soccer practice saying, what the hell? Why did you wait over here? I told you to wait over there. Like, why don't you listen to me? That one comment could completely change how you see the world. Like Ooh. that 
that is like what I'm realizing in therapy now, <clears throat> like having to go back into childhood. Like I had a great childhood, but certain things or patterns that happened in my childhood, I didn't realize completely affected who I am today. And like how I come into situations, like how I feel about money, how I go into relationships, like it's all stems from whatever little seed was planted when you're a child. So any listeners out there who have not gone to therapy, you should really consider it. It's not this big revelation that you see on the movies all the time. Sometimes it's like the smallest pattern that's recognized that will wake you up and like you can actively start to change it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I just kind of, kind I got kind of chills just you explaining just like the little things of someone telling you something, <clears throat> someone yelling at you, just, just one sentence. And it's, yeah. and it's also like, it's not just childhood either. It's just like these different times and periods in your life. And it's, I always think of it as those little moments or those situations in your head that you kind of think of often too, but it's like you're suppressing it and like never really processing that and whatever it is that you're getting subconsciously just being put into like your work or your relationships or your thought processes. There's always like a connection to it also. So yeah, yeah therapy. Kind of- in like yeah I mean it's so funny that we just talked about like you know professional like business stuff and then we're talking about therapy because like what I believe is that the path to adulthood from like you know when you go to school to college to work it's really good at distracting you in some ways like you don't unpack these inner demons you don't you never stop to take a look at yourself and like how you're showing up in like your relationships or how you treat other people's or like thoughts that you're even thinking on a daily basis like adulthood or like the lead up to it can be so distracting in that like you put all your time into a career but then there's all this damage that's been done from earlier and like you're not showing up as your best in a career because of that you're not showing up as your best in a relationship because of it so yeah I just highly encourage everyone to get some sort of help or a second opinion Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Thank Thanks so much, Jairus. Okay. Have a wonderful afternoon. You too. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye.